Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning to my podcast. I'm Joe Clossy, the traveling principal here, and I'm psyched to share with you a few things before we get going. Um, first, a big special thanks to the artist who donated her time and effort to making my emblem and logo so awesome. Uh, it probably took her no time at all, and it's just brilliant and a true testament to her talents and capabilities. So special thank you to the artist, as I'm thinking she's probably listening. Um, second, we are on Apple Music now, and you can find this podcast and the latest shows on Apple Music. Um, you could find these podcasts on thetravelingprinciple.com, uh, and you can go directly up on the top to blogs and podcasts. Um, I, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited how this happened. You know, I'm, I'm really stoked that um, I got some people listening. And so to everybody back home, thank you so much. Uh, it's it's means so much that you guys are listening. Uh, all my friends out here and the new network that I have, um, a lot of international listeners as well I'm seeing. So you guys know what's up, man. Thank you so much. I, I, I am so overwhelmed and humbled with the support that I'm getting so far. So that being said... Um, and third, holy cow, so much has happened since the last episode. So we're just going to, we're going to jump right back into it. Um, let me give you a quick recap here. I'm building a new school from the ground up. I'm in the early phases of the design revolving around a contemporary, no classes, no classrooms approach. Uh, I thought of a time-based concept for accumulating seat time for course completion and I'm on some sort of menu kick with regards to the way curriculum will be displayed and organized for student selection. Additionally, my board president doesn't seem to be immediately pleased with this idea. Our charter is authorized by a local high school district and that superintendent isn't keen on me teaming up with another superintendent from a K-8 district. Uh, basically because of fears of possibilities of this taking ADA. Uh, so now for my out-of-state listeners, California has school budget revolve around attendance. So if your school stinks and kids don't go, that's how they shut you down. It's like a, a, a backdoor, right? Um, I don't mind it. However, kids can select the school they want to attend in the great state of California, and they can transfer whenever they want as well, for no reason as well, um, or what I like to associate with an excuse commonly given as because my friends go there. I can't tell you how many parents take their kids out of school because their friends go to the comprehensive site, and then a semester later they come back trying to get back in, saying that that was a bad idea. Um, anyway, if I have to leave the high school district, and therefore, if a student leaves the high school district, that district doesn't get the ADA, the average daily attendance money for that kid anymore. Um, so of course, superintendent is gonna be against it. This is also why I'm not thrilled about being a superintendent, as these direct uh, decisions, rather, are more business decisions than educational ones. It's a fine line uh, of which I just can't see how to walk at all. 
and I'm not interested in trying anytime soon because of that, you're constantly being pulled to make more big picture business oriented decisions than um, everyday educational ones. So we return from the holiday break and in January we have our second monthly meeting to discuss the planning of this new site uh, at the district of the superintendent um, who is trying to push us and lead us in this direction. And he right away drops this bomb on us. Um, he, he says, the superintendent says that he meets with our current authorizing superintendent as they do speak often and are also soon to be sharing some digs, combining office space together for both districts. He said he mentioned it to her and she was not thrilled, but she was also kind of okay with it. She doesn't want us to leave the district uh, because she'll lose the money. She was okay with us uh, moving, which is awesome. She was okay with us trying new things, which we usually do here. Very contemporary, very cutting edge, trying, trying new stuff. I'm going to go out there to say even that she sort of likes us. Um, she would sort of like us because I think it's because we're a real charter. I've seen a few in this area, a few real charters. There are some really awesome charter directors, some charter leaders. And I've seen a few crappy ones because I can say the same for a few high schools around here too. There are a few good ones and a few crappy ones. But you don't see any moratorium on no more crappy comprehensive high schools, do we, Mr. Newsom? Just like a side snide remark to the governor here. You know, I just wish for once if a politician said something about education that they knew what they were talking about. Like Tom Steyer, right? Let's digress momentarily. I liked the guy up until he denounced charter schools, um, not because he does, not because he's against them, but because his reason doesn't even make any sense. I'm going to invest in existing schools, blah, 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 that's what was always done, Tom. That's why charters started. For a billionaire, you're not that well-versed on education. And so I would think, for somebody like yourself, you should probably know what you're talking about considering you're reaching and scratching in every state you go in, spending all that money like you got it, and which I guess you do. Uh, so that said, the soup likes us because we try new things and they work. Um, we make decisions about what's best for students. I have surrounded myself with true educators and we tried different solutions until something works. For example, we started the first international baccalaureate program in Ace Charter with a standalone career program in the state of California and the second in the country to do so by one day. We have the only pathways in construction and architecture that are recognized in the IBCP in the United States. Everyone told me IB stinks and is expensive and doesn't work. I'm telling you anything with proper implementation is universally supported by the staff will work. Think of Common Core. State to state, it is different. Some states have denounced Common Core since it started and that's how the mentality, the overall mentality of the professional development had gone and henceforth just that negative connotation attached permanently. Some of the states rolled it out right and things started to, to show in its favor. I think just to, just to kind of circle back, 
I feel like if you ever are doubting Common Core, you should look at where it came from, how it started, and why it was implemented. That being said, my authorizing district saw that um, we were doing well with this IB and ran as fast as possible to replicate it. I love it because it means that we are doing great things if um, people are copying us. More kids get the benefit of what we've done and they don't even go to my school. The other side of this perspective, the competition. Um, the competition hates us then and it's based on this like jealousy because we're able to do these things and I don't know, man. There's There's a lot... There's a lot going on here, layered, onion layered uh, episode. But So some good news and bad news right out the gate to start this meeting um, with our superintendent. I knew this would trigger a snowball effect. I knew that the superintendent would contact my board president and they would plan. I began to think this could go really bad for me. Um, a slight problem, but solvable and more of an obstacle than anything. I'll write myself out of this completely if that's the case. There's no problem about that. Um, I don't need to write a school that I run. I don't need to be in the way. And I don't want to be a reason that this doesn't happen either. So I'm actually just writing this almost for somebody else. So let's let's get that out there as well. Um, it'd be awesome to run it, but I'd rather just stand there and look at it after it's up and coming and talk to the people who are that perspective is is more more entertaining to me than, than anything. So the rest of the meeting, speaking of entertaining, was just that. It sounds like the offering superintendent has a site picked out in a very agricultural neighborhood. He's got a lawyer on the case, and they are figuring out logistics. I was also informed that some key players are getting involved. And as long as I get a solid layout of the school, everything else will work itself out. This perspective is refreshing uh, since I practically am totally terrified. I've never done anything like this, uh, any of this. I'm way out of my league. And when this guy says, we'll get the money from filling out a few Google Docs, I listened and smiled knowing that this would not be the case. So I, you know, I want to say a lot of times the inception of the school has that that line I like to always say, you know, there's usually teams of people doing things like this. Teams, not just one. Um, usually, though, with a school, it has to start from somewhere with someone. So I kind of saw this coming. Um, but we talked about what we wanted the school to look like and went in head first at that point. Uh, I began with my example of a student walking into a building, selecting their classes based on what interests them, and away they go, all student choice, right? Then I went into no classes and no classrooms and what that concept would look like. I spoke about a time breakdown and how the menu would guide learning options for that day. I went into the academy idea, which was my way of organizing the themes of the school with a larger lens. And this would allow career and technical education, CTE, to drive core instruction in this way. Uh, I said I wanted to farm the land that the new site would be on, cook it in the culinary department, serve it and charge for it in a hospitality and management department, and sustainably dispose of it to aid regrowth. And the room loved it. This concept is something I always wanted to do. It came from a culinary high school in New York City 
that I was at, and I uh, there they would raise tilapia, right? So the fish tilapia, most commonly found um, in the Caribbean, and so uh, funded by Cornell University Cooperative Extension Program, they had this huge lab with giant tanks of tilapia, a fish in the basement of this high school building in Hell's Kitchen, right? And every once in a while we would sell them, but the school had a catering company and it was awesome when it functioned. And yet tilapia was rarely benefited from in that regard, like we had this endless resource, but you know, you had to mix it up, seasonal things, depending on the occasion. So there, there's a lot of factors there, but I think the professor, the Cornell professor that used to run the lab, he would like give them all away. And this was such an untapped resource uh, since then, which is 10 years ago when I started. Uh, I've had this drive to figure out a way to have education, the process of education, give back, like itself give back. If it is providing service or product, this could fuel some sort of the cycle of giving back to the community Hence, improving the neighborhood around it. I don't know why, but my vision of a school, a good school, is one that actually changes the town or the community that it's in. Um, I know it sounds a little gnarly, but that's that's where I, that's what I'm thinking. So, nonetheless, the meeting was successful. We birthed the idea for CTE-based learning, which fueled cross-curricular and project-based work. Right. We want to use time satisfaction to work with course completion to equal credit value. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. We want to use time satisfaction to work with course completion to equal credit value. We want to farm, cook, serve, change, and reuse food grown on the land. I know I also need to think bigger than that as well. We learned that our authorizing superintendent knows and doesn't like it. She's also kind of okay with it as well. I leave there, I leave that room, and I hit the drawing board again. This time, I write everything down on paper that I learned from the meeting, and I put it all in the notebook. I began thinking of other academies and concepts that would work best for this area. I realized that my current school is a construction school. And so that department would also have to be in the academy somehow, if not drive one of them. Uh, I got in the zone in these last few days. Um, in the third week of January, time is flying. I called higher up in my authorizing district as I value their opinion and asked them to come help me with this if he could. He was always a, a big help for me in the past. I have scheduled a meeting with him and, and his staff straight away for the last week of the month, and that gave me a little more time. All the while, I'm trying to do this podcast and the school concept. Uh, I'm also working this job. Uh, I'm, I'm also a principal. It's so hard to balance between the two, and I'm consumed with this completely. I, ha I do have to say that. To my administrative listeners out there, this is where we shift into that next gear and start to sacrifice other awesome parts of our life for the job. For some of us, it's our greatest flaw. For me, it's the hardest part about this position. You can't just do like some of it. 
you can't just sort of do this job. So I'm really tired and I'm a month into it. I have two kids. I have a wife. I'm doing this school without a guarantee it's going to happen without being really even supported except for the one person who knows I should do it for his K-8 kids. This is putting me against a bunch of people that I don't know I want to go toe-to-toe with at all because it's not about the students. It's about like power. Uh, I don't give two craps about the power that I have, uh, but I do care about the kids. So I'm like torn as to as to what to do. I've spent hours thinking of curriculum now at this point. In my journal, I'm drawing concept maps. I'm playing with templates for unit mapping that would fit into this menu idea, right? What What is the menu idea? I don't even know. Uh, still thinking of it. It resembles an old school train station menu, though, I know. And that's about how far I've gotten with that. I don't know why I'm stuck on that. I got this New York City Grand Central thing. Anybody have ever eaten at that Batali pizza place in Manhattan as well? You used to have the rotating menu flipping around behind the, the customers when they walked in. Maybe that's what I got stuck in my head. I, I do have some curriculum ideas, though, uh, and it's beginning to see the importance that the staff will play in this process. I'm thinking of that timeline, too. I don't, I, you know, I can't have a school and say, all right, everybody, forget what you've done um, and and throw it out. We were, we're just going to start over. No, no teacher will want to do that. I got to figure out a way to transition what they're doing now into the style that I want it to be. That's a huge, that's a huge like issue for me. It's an obstacle. I'm wondering how long this will take to get done. Are we talking about three years? We're talking about two? That's a lot of podcasting. <laughs> I do know that it's getting hot, folks. I have to uh, go in front of my board in February <clears throat> as my president called and requested that we speak about it in closed session. We're either going to have a short series on creating a new school because they tell me to stop in closed session, or it starts to get really good. Uh, either way, that's it for now, ladies and gentlemen. This is the traveling principal here, Joe Clossy, with all of your solutions to your school needs, saying thanks for listening. Have a good one, everybody. Please like and subscribe and stay tuned for our next episode of The Traveling Principles, Creating a New School. Thanks, you guys.